Well, happy Hope Day, everyone, and welcome back to Life Works Better with Coach Mel. And Hostess Clarissa. Yes, I have another name, but we won't say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited about a new series. Yes. Wow. This is one that's been in my heart for longer than I've been doing a podcast, actually. Wow. Oh, this is good. And I've, I've, I've taught a class, uh, a series-type class. Mm-hmm. On, uh, on on this topic uh, a number of times and so I, I've just was waiting for the right time and and the the right way to introduce it so yes. but before we do that I want to talk about uh, I know this this is this is still in August here yes but uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be 100 degrees here in Birmingham today, so that's going to be nice. Very nice. <laughs> I know it's been very hot, today. but but it's yeah, it's a little overcast. Yeah. But there, there's a new season coming, and I'm, I'm just saying that to everyone. Yes. There's a new season coming, and it's not just with the weather. Mm. There's a new season coming for people's hearts. That's right. God, God, wants to, God wants there to be climate change. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the climate that needs to change is on the inside of us. And uh, we, we do that with understanding, with understanding. The Solomon of old said that, that uh, it, it, it's great to get knowledge. It's great to learn. But with all of your getting, he said, make sure you get understanding. understanding. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, this series, Chris, I'm really looking forward to it mm-hmm. because I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring some understanding. Uh, but before we even get to what we were going to get to, before we got to what we're going to, <laughs> we're going to talk about the new concoction that I brought up to the studio today. Oh, my goodness. That was prepared for us in uh, Principio Labs. <laughs> yes, exactly. The chemist herself, Liz. And, man, I mean, I'm almost done. Yes. Usually I'm kind of nursing, you know, it a yeah. little bit. But I'm almost done with my cup. Yes. It, this is... It's amazing. Yes, and uh, so what we're talking about here is um, a latte mm-hmm. that we made with, with oat milk. With oat milk, yes, and uh, with a, an oat milk that has uh, that that can be uh, made creamy. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be frothed like heavy whipping cream, even yes, yes. some of the same product. It's a great uh, it's a great product, and I love the just the the oaty flavor. <laughs> That's a good term. Odie. Odie. Yeah. It, it's, um, it, it's very, very, very tasty, and it gives another taste kind of at the end. Yes. You know, I don't it know does. if you ever watched a different taste. Uh, Willy Wonka. In the oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, several and, times. You know, when they're eating those um, gobstoppers or whatever, <laughs> and they taste the food, you know, that's how I feel about this. Stuff, right? <laughs> All right. It's, a, it, it's really good. So it's the, uh, I think it's the, Principio medium roast coffee, mm. and then it is infused with the all-natural Honduran allspice, uh-huh. which is a single spice. Now, many people think allspice is a combination of spices. It really isn't. The Spanish name for it is pimienta gorda, which means fat pepper, and it looks like just a, uh, a black pepper peppercorn, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, okay. And it actually grows on a huge tree mm-hmm. in Honduras, all around the Caribbean and Central America, hmm. but especially Honduras. And so that's why we're getting that, because I'm picking up kind of a, a spice type. Yes. I'm a chai tea person. Yeah. So I like chai tea, and this kind of puts me in the, the mind of that. Yes. 
and and so this this Honduran this pimienta gorda from Honduras, uh, which the 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 British sailors called allspice because when they brought it back to England, the people that that tried it, you know, thought that it was a mixture of all spices. Mm-hmm. So that's where we get the English term allspice. But actually, it's just one spice, but it has a lot of different tones, and yes, and it uh, has a, a very wide flavor profile. And this is wild, uh, grows wild in the mountains. And we have uh, uh, the families that go out on uh, pimienta gorda days and harvest this and then dry it and we buy it from them. And then we bring it back to uh, the roaster here and we grind it fresh with each batch or whatever. So So is it safe to say that, um, Principio, this may be a new coffee for the fall? Absolutely. It's fallish to me. Yes. I mean, it's, it's Yes, and it, it. it's what we've used before that we call the pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. and that's the only season that we had in that was the uh, Honduran allspice. Okay. But uh, just a little, uh, they can play with the recipe. What this is right here, it's oat milk and just a little uh, just a little bit of honey, mm-hmm. just a splash of honey. Now, is this the holy honey? It that I'm is. Drinking? Yes, I can feel the anointing. Yes, the honey from Israel yes. that our friend brought back for us. I know. Okay. How wonderful. So... Uh, we are on the air, aren't we? <laughs> we are. You know, you know how we do, Coach. We, well, listen, big big shout out to Principio Coffee and Tea. Uh, just doing some great things there. And, and if you're tuning in with us for the first time, um, Principio uh, has a wonderful mission in helping the people in Honduras. And proceeds go to um, the people in Honduras. Yes. Just helping with economic development there, um, providing uh, clean water. There and so many multiplicity of things that Principio does for the people in Honduras. Yes, we, so. we build schools. Yeah, we provide the curriculum. We train wow. teachers. Uh, that's it's, amazing. Yes, it's it's just a beautiful thing, and I'm I'm so glad to have been able to. I'm, I love it. I'm Team Principio. Have been part of yes. Yeah, I'm Team Principio. <laughs> yes. And I will say this before we get started. You know, I had a popsicle. Oh, yesterday. did you ever? And guess from where? Must have been Liz's Kitchen. It was Liz's Kitchen. Principio sells popsicles, and they're coffee popsicles. I mean, it was it was tremendous. Now I had a mango tea, I think, yesterday, yes, yes. which was really good. Um, but I've, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to find that. So if you're in the Birmingham area and you're listening to us, please come by Principio. And 105 on Vulcan Road, Suite 1, 235209. Yes. Come on in here. Friends, there's folks out there that need us, so send them cards and letters to Jesus. That's care of Melvito, 35209. <laughs> <laughs> Let us get started. <laughs> I've been waiting for years to say that on the air. <laughs> well, I have to push that edit button real quick. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. So the the new series is upon us. Yes. What is it, Melvito? Well, uh, in keeping with our uh, our theme, life works better with. Mm-hmm. This is this next series will be entitled "Life Works Better with Story." Oh yeah. Story. Wow. What uh, we very seldom do we really just think about that. Uh, so I, I want to introduce this. This uh, series, Life Works Better with Story, with an observation, which is always a great place for a coach to start. Mm-hmm. Just give me an observation. <laughs> Just kind of lay it out there. Yeah. No judgment. Mm-hmm. 
nothing critical. Just hear this an observation. The ministry of Jesus. We say that we're hopefully making disciples of Jesus. And so uh, that's like reproducing. So it takes a disciple to make a disciple. So if someone does not look like Jesus, how can he help somebody else look like Jesus? Mm, that's good. And so why aren't we seeing disciples being made? Because no one made one in the last generation. Not very many disciples were made. And so we have a bunch of... So what we've done, instead of coming up to the task of making disciples, we've just redefined what a disciple is. Which is a very, that's a very Western uh, secular way to look at things. Right. And so we've just redefined. Uh, so we just say, oh, well, this is, uh, this is what that meant. Uh, if we, so if, if you can't really, if you can't really live up or don't feel like that you are doing what Jesus did, then you just figure out some way to explain why you shouldn't. And why if Jesus came today, he would look like us rather than us coming today and looking like him. And if, if we just, so just some observations. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that already got in some deep water pretty quick there. Oh, yeah, you jumped in both so feet. The, <laughs> life works better with story, but life works better with his story. Right, right. So we need to be telling his story or rather let him tell his story through us. Right, and, and let him control the narrative. Yes, because we're not just here to tell our story. Right. We're here to tell his story, and now just a little play on words that will only work in English and not another language. His story is history. Look at you what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I love hey. it. I think the crowd just launched that there. That was... Yes. I like what you did there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and the observation, even about the ministry of Jesus, is that Jesus did three things, mm -hmm. at least three things. He asked a lot of questions. As a matter of fact, uh, in the Gospels, we have recorded more than 300 questions that Jesus asked. Now, this is an interesting thing. We're talking about his story. Right. So we're going to talk about the power of story. And we're going to talk about his story, and that's the history of the church. Mm -hmm. So this series, we're going to be looking at, at, uh, at people and dates that were like what I would call hinge moments mm -hmm. in his story yes. where things changed uh, considerably. And then we'll be looking at uh, what changed, how much did it change, what effect did that have, and was it a good change or was it a bad change? And usually when, when a hinge moment happens, it's either good or bad. Mm -hmm. It's not a hinge moment if, things, if it doesn't make ripples very much. So we're going to look at dates and people in his story of the church that a lot of ripples were made and changes came about so that we can kind of get a, a feel for, for the reason uh, and how we became who we are, mm -hmm. and then bring some understanding to our knowledge. And um, so Jesus asked a lot of questions. He gave, actually, he gave very few answers. Uh, just in reading through the Gospels and writing down all the questions, it was like over 300 of them. 
And reading through the Gospels, when I wrote down the answers that Jesus gave, specific direct answers to someone's question, you know how many questions I found out that he gave a direct answer to? How many? Eight. Wow. He asked 300 questions and gave eight direct specific answers. So Jesus asked a lot of questions. And then Jesus told a lot of stories, the parables. Someone would ask a question, and Jesus would tell a story. So we're going to talk for this series. We're going to talk about the power of story. And now for, for centuries, for millennia, people have been retelling the stories that Jesus told. And that, that they're, they're always appropriate. And as you mentioned before we went on the air, that God is always in style. <laughs> he is. He's so stylish and, and in fashion yes. all the time. You know, Coach, and when you're talking, I really didn't think about this until you were talking a few minutes ago. My pastor at my church just started a new series. Okay. Which has a lot to do with telling the story. Okay. You know, when's the last time you've shared the story of Christ? Yeah. Somewhere? When have you testified about the goodness of God? Yes. When have you done that lately? And he just started that series Sunday. And I, as you're talking, I'm thinking, wait a minute. My pastor just started that <laughs> series. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, you, you mentioned something off air about timing. Yes. Timing. And it's time. Yes, I feel like this is a time for this, for story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad to get this uh, put in digital form here. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to even review this and, uh, and be able to share it with people. Yeah. And, and the, the, all, this, is, this is the time to really share this series and to share the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because this is going to really be critical in, 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 in some people's lives. For them to say, oh, I, I never knew that. I, I didn't realize that. Okay, well, what we want to realize, what we want to bring into reality, which is what real eyes mean, mm-hmm. is we want to bring the ministry of Jesus into reality. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the, the, the story, the power of story, Jesus asked a lot of questions. He told a lot of stories, and he demonstrated the heart of the Father. And we forgot it. Yes. We forgot that along the way. And, Coach, what you're – this series, I'm telling you, I feel like running. <laughs> I'm not going to run right now, but I feel like running. Because when you think about COVID and you think about oh, – we talked about this, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, and we were talking about so many ministers that committed suicide during that time. Yes. Um. I believe they did because they forgot the story. Yes. And they forgot his story. Yes. They forgot it. Either they forgot it or never really had it. Yes, you're right. They missed it somehow. We need to run together. <laughs> pass through, we can pass for time. This, this is, I, I, you know, I call you pastor sometimes too. Yeah. It, it flips back and forth. Yeah. But, you know, Coach Mel, I believe when you put these series together and when you end, I'm taking a sidebar, guys. But this is for those of you who are listening today. And Coach Mel's preparation for series and messages aren't just things that just come out of the sky. He hears from God. 
And really, we talked earlier about, hmm, did we really wrap up a Life Works Better with Worship series? No. Well, God told him to put a pin in that because we need to talk about history, his story. And it's in the right timing. Yes. Because people are lost. They don't know his story. Yes. And they're not sharing his story. And whatever they thought was his story is not. <laughs> yes. It's not. So I, I will say this, guys. Share this podcast because I believe there's going to be divine revelation in this podcast in the next coming weeks so that we can reestablish our hope in Christ. Yes. Amen. Because there is no greater story. The, the greatest story ever told, that was the title of a movie about the, the life of Jesus. Yes. And that the greatest story ever told. Mm. And it's God's story. It's his story. And everyone has a story. And God has a story. Mm. But not everyone has God's story. And so what I would really love for this series to, to do here is to help us bring together mm-hmm. our stories. Oh, wow. And that... That, that really God wants us to have his story. And so life works better with story, but it works best with his story. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going uh, gonna to look at, uh, at what his story has been. Like. And so the history of the church, mm-hmm. I love history. Mm-hmm. I, I breathe history. I mean, I read history books like, like other people read novels. I mean, it's just, I can't get enough of it. You're what we call the word nerd concierge. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to, we're going to dive deep into a small crevice here. Yes, let's get in And just go deep into this vein because I promise you it gets wider and the gold gets uh, more abundant the further into this vein that we go. So the history of the church. So what do we mean by uh, the church? Well, uh, that's, uh, that's a very interesting question because the, the word, word nerd alert, our English word church is uh, actually a couple of uh, iterations back. Just so we, we start with our word church and then we kind of backtrack and try to find where maybe it came from. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, if uh, this, this word may be familiar to some people, the word Kirk, K-I-R-K, uh, that's used as a name, a masculine first name. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the, the Scottish word for church, hmm. K-I-R-K. Really? Yes, that's the Scottish word for church, Kirk. Uh, and so that, that's how it got into the English language. And if you'll just uh, make this little uh, variation in your, uh, in your mind here, uh, the term Christ and Christian starts with which two letters? C-H. C-H. Mm-hmm. Church starts and ends with which two letters? C-H. So if you make that C-H a K sound, like we say when we say Christian and Christ, and you make that C-H a hard sound, That's right. what do you get? Kirk. Kirk. Hmm. So that word Kirk then, Scottish word, it came through the German, which went back and kind of bypassed the Latin in a way. Mm-hmm. 
because the uh, the Greeks had uh, linguistic influence mainly towards the West, going through uh, Italy and Latin, mm-hmm. uh, a tremendous influence on Latin, which of course had a tremendous influence on uh, French, Spanish, Portuguese, and including English. But the Greek language also influenced somewhat to the north, which would have been Eastern Europe and Northern Europe, the Germanic tribes. And so it, it, it came through, the, uh, through some old German all the way back to a Greek word. And now that word does appear in the New Testament, the word that kind of made its way from Greece up through Eastern Europe and Northern Europe and now then into where? Scotland. Where about in the New Testament? I know it wasn't mentioned in the Old Testament. No, that, word, that, yeah. no that word. Okay, so the, the word that the, actually the Greek word from which we get our English word church mm-hmm. is only mentioned twice in the New Testament. Now this is, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, remember, we're not looking for our story. We're looking for his, his story. story. His Lord. story about the church. Right. His story of the church. The history mm-hmm. of his church. Wow. His Kirk. Okay, so uh, that, that word is only used twice in the Greek New Testament, and it's in 1 Corinthians 11 and Revelation 1. Now, the interesting thing about it is that it's from the Greek word kurikos, kurikos with, with a K, the Greek letters kappa, kurikos, and it literally means of the Lord. It was like a possessive noun of the Lord. And so it's only used twice in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 11, where Paul talks about the Lord's Supper. So it's the Supper of the Lord, the kurikos. And then Revelation 1, whenever John said that he was in the Spirit, on what? On the Lord's Day, the day of the kurikos, the Lord's Day. So it's just a, a, a possessive noun that simply meant of the Lord. And it wasn't just used of God or of Jesus. Like we use the word Lord. Uh, we don't use it very much in American English because we were getting away from a British system of lords and commoners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Lord was a, uh, it, it's kind of a, uh, a way of a, a title. You know, Lord, uh, Sir. Right. We would right, say right. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so it was of the Lord. It could be the Lord would be the owner of the, of the estate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the ladies and the lords. So the, the lady, I mean, that word came as being the wife of the Lord of the, uh, of the estate, of the property there. Okay, so uh, I hear a little snoring back there. Is somebody <laughs> going to sleep on me? Or, or, oh, am no. I the only one excited about they, this? I am excited. They oh, are wide awake, I promise. Okay, okay, so, <laughs> so Kurikos. Mm-hmm. So it went... Up from Greek, uh, from Greek language, influenced Eastern Europe, Northern Europe, and then over to Scotland, then down into England. So what is that Greek word then that's translated over 100 times in the New Testament that's translated as church or kirk Mm -hmm. as a pronunciation would be, Mm -hmm. an older pronunciation? Mm -hmm. What is that word? It's not the word kurikos. It's not the word that we, <laughs> it's not the Greek word that we get our word church from. Mm-hmm. So what is that word? So the history of the Kirk is not his story. Mm. 
what is his story is the history of the word that Jesus chose to call his followers when they get together in a group. And that's the Greek term, ekklesia. Now, that's a term that's kind of thrown out there some. And uh, ekklesia, uh, a, a transliteration that is letter for letter, mm-hmm. would be E K K L E S I A. Ekklesia. And that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16. Now, Jesus used that term only twice. He didn't use the word kurikos. He didn't use our word church, not even once. But he did use the term ecclesia in Matthew 16 and Matthew 18. And that's whenever uh, Peter gave his proclamation uh, of when Jesus, here again, here was a question. Who do people say that I am? Mm-hmm. Did Jesus know who the people were saying that he was? Of course he did, but he wanted them to think about it. Right. By the way, a, a quick parenthesis here. When, when somebody gives me the answer, it was their answer that, I, that they loaned me. It's not mine. Mm. I'm just using their answer. Right. But when someone asks me a question and I come up with the answer, that's mine. And that's the power of asking questions. And that's why Jesus asked a lot more questions than he gave answers. And many times he would answer a question with the question. That's observation number infinitesimal. (laughs) (laughs) Word nerd alert. (laughs) Okay. So uh, he used the word ecclesia. Now, uh, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're Elijah, the prophet. And, uh, and Jesus said, okay, uh, who do you say that I am? And there was silence. And then Peter stepped up. Now, Peter spoke many times when he shouldn't have, but every now and then he said something that was really great. And so when people say, Melvin, why do you talk so much? Hey, I'm just, I've just figured my chances for saying something great is increased the more I say. It's not because I say a bunch of great stuff. It's just that I need to say a lot of stuff to say anything great. Is everybody with me on that? Yes, we're here. <laughs> so, we're there, here. so Peter and Melvito. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's in one of the books. <laughs> Would have jumped in there. So Peter said, when he said, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Meshach the son of the living God. And Jesus said, bingo. You got it, Pete. That's exactly right. And flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven. So that that came by revelation. Now here's another quick parenthesis. In order for us to understand anything that God is thinking, it has to come from revelation because his thoughts are way above ours. His story is way above our story and the level of our story. So if we're going to think God's thoughts, it has to come by revelation. And, God, and Jesus said, this came by revelation. Now, another observation, how did that revelation come? That revelation came because Jesus asked a question. So it's my uh, work and hypothesis here that all revelation begins with a question. And that's why seeking will allow us to find because we're looking for an answer. 
and we're looking for the right question even to ask. And I'm convinced that the reason that the church is in the predicament that it's in today is because we quit asking the right questions. And we started trying to give everybody the answers that we had figured out, and so we wanted to believe that they had the questions that would match our answers. Right. And I used to think, well, uh, there are a lot of frustrated people in the world because they have a lot of questions and don't have answers. I now believe it's the other way around. I think there are a lot of people out there that are frustrated and confused because they have a lot of answers, and no one will ask them the right question. Peter had that answer, but until Jesus asked him that question, it did not become revelation. And so Jesus made a little play on words. He said, yeah, your name is, is, uh, is Petros, Peter, which is uh, a Greek word for rock, mm-hmm. which we get petroleum, petro. It's from the rock, okay, from rocks. And your name is, is Petros, and on this rock, Pedra, which meant a huge boulder, really what he said is, your name is Rocky. <laughs> it was kind of, uh, Peter was kind of like a, 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 a term of endearment. It was a diminutive name, uh, a little pebble. Your name is Rocky. But on this huge rock, this huge mountain, I'm going, I'm going to build something. And he said, I'm going to build my ecclesia. He didn't say my kurikos. I'm going to build my ecclesia. And that is the word then that's translated church throughout the rest of the New Testament, the Greek word ecclesia. And I don't hate to do this, but uh, if we had an hour-long podcast, we'd keep on going. But stay tuned next week. And we're going to learn about this this term ecclesia. And and why why do we still call it like Kirk and Kurikos? When it's really ecclesia. And how much difference does that make? And if we're going to talk about his story, history, we're going to talk about the parallel stories. We're going to talk about a story of the ecclesia, which Jesus built and said he's building. And we're going to also talk about the story of the kirk, which I'm convinced man built. Yes, I'm so glad you left us with that because when I was looking uh, up 1 Corinthians 11, Mm -hmm. and I went down, I think it was in uh, 11.18, and we'll talk about that off air. I won't give it all to them now. But that last statement you made, that was my question for you. That was my question for you. So this is going to be good. I cannot wait until next week. Okay. So listen, share share this, guys, with the very beginning of this thing. It's uh, series 15, uh, episode number one. Yes. So you're at the ground roots here. Go ahead and let people know in your network that uh, this is a new series and grab your pen and your pad. Let's write these things down. Go back. Listen to it again so we can stay on top of it and share this. Text people the link. Um, text your, uh, put your link on your social media pages. Let folks know that we're starting a new series and it's amazing life works better better with his story his story yes yes i love it and so does the audience all right guys we'll see you back here next week